This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Wendy Ying from Sarasota, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I am in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 5th, episode 2803, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Dr. Wendy, thank you so much for filling in for Glenn today and hanging out with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I always love doing this show with you, especially on Fridays. Oh, my gosh. And we have a lot, a lot of Florida-based really bad ads. (laughs) We have Jen as our producer today. Jen is back. Yay! Yay! Oh, my God. I'm so stressed out. (laughs) <laughs> you have to actually hit the buttons. I'm sure you're you're going to do awesome. Well, we do have a busy show, but I want to find out what is going on in your world, Wendy. Oh, well, Kyle and I took a little bit of a, a short vacation, a staycation, actually. Um, and I built a brand new uh, chicken slash duck fortress. <laughs> your aviary yeah because i've been ha- every fall this happens i have this bobcat this mommy bobcat that thinks why should i chase bunnies when chickens are so much easier to catch mm-hmm. yeah we have that so every year my fortress gets more and more impenetrable <laughs> so, you have cameras have you actually seen the bobcat oh yeah yeah i mean it comes i was standing there when it ran in and tried to grab a chicken it doesn't what? care this is Florida, Jamie. Oh. They don't care. It's like Australia light. Like everything still kind oh, yeah. of wants to kill everything. Oh, well, the, I was I was there outside and the bobcat didn't see me. And then it ran up and tried to grab one of the chickens. And they all like, most of them are gone. So I'm left to just ducks and some smart chickens. And the geese <laughs> went and they flew into the pond to get away from the bobcat. And as soon as they hit the water, the alligator went like a beeline to the geese. And I was running over to them and I was screaming for them to get out. It was like ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait. You've got a bobcat on land and an alligator in the water? Yes. Oh, my God. It is not Australia light. It is just plain old Australia up in your house. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Australia. Where, did, where are they supposed to go? In the impenetrable fortress, I, I guess. guess. Yeah, so then they have to go in the impenetrable fortress. And we do have cameras. I have like motion lights. I have a sprinkler that that gets you know like if they walk in front of the sprinkler, it turns on and sprays them. Uh huh. Yeah, those are cool. Wow, I can't believe that. So, so, so you do you let them out during the day? Yeah, I mean they want to go out. Oh my god. Well, yeah. Well, I have one chicken, the the last chicken I have left. Cause old Brownie got taken yesterday. Oh Brownie. She survived a couple years. But I have one chicken left, and that's because she like refuses to come out of the coop. 
She just I'm not going out there because <laughs> alligators she's the only one left. Right. And I have like four roosters. All the hens are gone. So if she comes out, if she doesn't get attacked by a hawk or an alligator or a bobcat, she's going to get gang raped by the four. roosters. <laughs> so she's like, forget it. I'm not coming out. She just wants to live in the house. Why is it that when you have chickens and everything gets taken besides the rooster, they're like the last man standing? I don't know why. Why can't they get taken first? I know. Take the rooster. I have had, I had a rooster that was so bad, Wendy, that I would lock him out of the coop at night. I'd be like, oh, girls, come on in. Okay, you're (laughs) out. Get out. And I would chase him out. That sucker lived for months. Really? I finally had to give him away. I was like, I, I don't understand. If I left a hen out, she would be toast in five seconds. And this I rooster know. must be just, I, I always said he was, he was so rapey that he would like attempt to do that to the coyotes. Like, and they would just leave. Probably. That's why they didn't take him. They're like, forget it. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. He like wants us to take him. It's weird. <laughs> well, that's interesting conversation there. Well, Hey, look, on the show today, we're going to talk to Jill Stanford, she's going to give us a Thanksgiving side dish recipe. That's our cowgirl in the kitchen. And then Lisa Waisaki actually has a book that we've never talked about. And she's going to stop in to chat with us. And it's about choosing a therapy horse, which will be interesting because I adopt a lot of horses out. Maybe I have some that could go be therapy horses. And then, you know, we're going to head to Florida for really bad ads for the most part. (laughs) Sorry, Jen. (laughs) It is. Florida fun. (laughs) <laughs> well, first of all, do, do you have a daily Winnie, Wendy? Oh, yes. All right. My daily Winnie is for my best friend, Karen Abatista, because she has gone, thanks to her sister who's enabling her, she went from like having only dressage horses to now having like, a million cute baby animals over there. She has many ponies, many goats, many a mini pig that she built this like super awesome mini pig house. And they're all super cuddly. She's she taught all the baby minis to like sit in your lap. So if you go over there and sit down, the minis will come lay down on you. Oh my God, that sounds like a nightmare I, waiting to happen. <laughs> I said to her, I said, This is gonna hurt when they get big, but they're tiny. They're only like they're super teeny tiny minis. Oh my gosh. It's wow. like a petting zoo over there. It's so fun. Have you gone over and adjusted any chickens recently? <laughs> no, she doesn't have any chickens. <laughs> That's it. That was, oh, you saved that for your chickens. The adjusting. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. My turn. Happy birthday. Well, I have to do the birthdays for Glenn since he's not here, but happy birthday to the auditors, Lynn Bennett Bishop, Lindsay Rausch, Sarah Rich, Serenity Lemons, and Marg Klenner. Thank you, Sarah Reach, I would imagine. I don't know. See, I mess up last names too. But uh, happy birthday to all of you. We appreciate it. And uh, let's, before we get to our first guest, let's go ahead and hear from our title sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. 
She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, I hope you guys are hungry. If you're not, you're about to be because it's time for Jill Stanford to give us our recipe of the month. It's our cowgirl in the kitchen. Hey, Jill, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Boy, we're really into the holiday season now, aren't we? Oh my gosh. What happened to like July, August and <laughs> oh, September no. and October? <laughs> no, it just sort of, it was sort of waiting in the wings. I think the holidays, you know that there is a radio station here in Bend that's playing music for Christmas 24-7? Already, oh, God, it's a little too early, don't you think? Yes, I know. Well, I, and the has gotten completely carried away, and they've hung all the Christmas lights on all the trees. Wow! I think you can't I, do it till after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I saw this photo, and it was like it was a meme, and it's like here's a picture of my Christmas tree, and it was a photo of a shed, and it was like it's in the shed because it's not Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> <laughs> waiting, waiting to come out. Well, I just it, think. You know, it seems like people, I have a theory about this. I think people love the holidays so much that it's all rolled into one now, starting with Halloween. Yeah, maybe just, you're right. It seems to me that there's, it's, we're not going backwards, that's for sure. And I think after the last year and a half of being isolated, and I think that's why people are just going overboard now. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Well, getting everybody ready for the second holiday in, in the, the month, <laughs> uh, we've got Thanksgiving, and you're going to give us a side dish recipe for Thanksgiving. So I've got my pen and paper ready. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. It's called Trick Riders Orange and Cranberry Sauce. It came from Peggy Veach Robinson, who is the daughter of Monroe Veach. He made the best trick riding saddles in the whole world. She was a trick rider herself. She runs the saddle shop now in Trenton, Missouri. But she and I both agree that if you're invited for Thanksgiving dinner and asked to bring something, you don't just open a can of cranberry sauce and plop it into a dish, right? No, you slice it first. <laughs> that Obviously. Does make it look just a little bit better. <laughs> but I think this will this will knock them dead. So if you're asked or even if you're hosting Thanksgiving yourself, for heaven's sake, make this because it's okay. wonderful. I'm Here's what you're going to need. One 11-ounce can <clears throat> excuse me, of mandarin oranges, one 12-ounce package of fresh or frozen cranberries, a third of a cup of sugar, a teaspoon of ground ginger, and a half cup of chopped pecans. Open up the oranges. Reserve a fourth of a cup of the syrup. In a medium-sized microwave-safe bowl, microwave the cranberries, the sugar, and the ginger in the reserved orange syrup that you just saved on high for about 7 to 11 minutes or until the cranberries pop. Take it out of the microwave, stir it around, stir in the oranges and the nuts, chill it, and serve it in a beautiful bowl. It has a wonderful taste. It's easy to do. And people will want to know where you got the recipe. Hold on. Stop a second. That's it? That's it's it. It's so easy. I know. It's well, great. I, I, I couldn't even write it down that fast. I mean, I, 
And what, what do you mean they, the cranberries pop? They just pop like they explode? They do. They they pop. They as they cook, they pop their skins. I bet you didn't know that. I always do fresh cranberries just because I just don't like opening up a can until it's leftovers three days later. Then you I'll know, open up the can. I've always been a can person, but I've realized how much sugar is That's in right. those cans. It's insane. And I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pour it out and leave it the shape of like, maybe get a little <laughs> slice down the middle there, but you know, that's, but that's how I was raised, you know, like that's, that's right. what that's you, you do what we you were all raised to just have canned cranberries. Yes. Yeah, so I I've learned that cranberries pop like popcorn now. Yes, so they do. 11 ounce Mandarin the, the, and you save the juice. Yeah. The cranberries. A, a can of Mandarin oranges. A package of fresh or frozen. I freeze cranberries if they're on sale. They're in my freezer all the time. It's usually a 12-ounce package. Okay. And then the sugar, ginger, And you can use artificial sweetener if you really want to keep it down low. You really can. A teaspoon of ginger and a half a cup of chopped pecans. Now, I'm going to write this recipe out and send it to horses in the morning. Okay. And I'm also going to put it on my webpage, which is jill at jillcharlotte.com. So, and this actually came from my book, Keep Cooking Cowgirl, More Recipes for Your Home on the Range. And that's available through Amazon. And it has some really awfully good stuff in it. Cowgirls really come through. That's for sure. Well, you know what, what surprised me about that recipe is just how dang, like, I remember when, you know, my mother-in-law, they, they do real cranberry and she has to boil those dang things forever. And so you just <laughs> stick them in the microwave. <laughs> it's amazing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You may have to clean the microwave a little bit when you're done because <laughs> when they pop, there is a little bit of, you know, popping going on, but it's worth it. You just do it in the microwave. I mean, they're... Life is so much easier. There are shortcuts you can take now. Oh, my and God. not have I, quite so much sugar, too. <laughs> I'm going to be the fanciest person in the whole That's day. Right. And put it, they're put not it in know. your prettiest dish, and they're all going to say, this is fabulous. Where did you get this? And, we'll say, <laughs> and you say it modestly. Oh, I made it. Yeah, well, uh, duh, I made it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and then Homemade. I'll be... Passing out your book, you know, for his Christmas presents. Oh, there you go. There you, oh, I'd love that. I'd Talk, love that. Actually, tell, it's a great book. Well, tell everybody about all your books so they can get the, the names memorized and, and get to Amazon and buy them all. The easiest way is to go to my website, which is www.jillcharlotte, one word, dot com. All of my books are listed on that page, and all of my books are available through Amazon, which is exciting, including the new one, which is on pre-order, and they've had over a 1,000 pre-orders for it already. I'm just stunned. It doesn't come out until March of 2022. I'm just really surprised, but I think I've developed a following because they love my recipes. They love what we do. And my co-author, Robin Johnson, and I have come up with Cowgirls in the Great Outdoors. And there's everything you'd ever want to know about RVing, barbecuing outside, trail riding, hiking, you know, or just sitting outside in your backyard. Lots of food for the outdoors. Well, Jill Charlotte is so popular. That's everything everybody wants to do. Yeah. Uh, And it's, Took like three minutes to make cranberry sauce. So, 
<laughs> so you can get back to the, you know, back to talking to your guests. You're not just hanging over a stove or opening up a can. Okay. That's awesome. Well, Jill, thank you so Let much for joining us. Oh, I'm and definitely. I'll send, you the, I'll send you the recipe. It was nice talking to you and I'll see you next month. If you're a horse owner or trainer that cares, I'd love to introduce you to the American Harvest products, premium hemp extracts, and their new product, equine hemp pellets. With American Harvest hemp-derived CBD pellets, horses could benefit from faster recovery from performance activities, a feeling of relief from inflammation or pain, a sense of calmness or reduced nervousness, and ease of digestion. The natural Equine hemp pellets are vet formulated, produced from natural hemp, and manufactured with potent raw CBD and no chemical processing, obtaining a palatable, flavorful pellet. If a liquid application is more convenient for you, American Harvest produces a THC-free CBD oil, the premium hemp extract. Ask for American Harvest at your favorite equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online at the store alltech.com. Also, they have a special giveaway for you this month. American Harvest is offering a free 90-day supply of American Harvest equine products for one horse radio network listener. To enter, it's very simple. Just visit the link in the show notes and sign up. You can be the one lucky winner or buy online today at store.alltech.com. Well, Wendy, on this show, since the beginning, we have played a song almost every episode, and we kind of stopped that about a year ago, but I, I, I got, are you familiar with Jared Rogerson? I'm not. I'm sorry okay. to say. That's okay, because he was on our show all the time, and he's been a guest a million times, and he is just the cutest cowboy in the world. And uh, he sent me a text message, and he said, I'm asking for a favor. If you use Spotify, would you please go to my Spotify page and tap the follow button? We're working on some big concerts for 2022, and they need to see a big increase in followers so these concerts can happen. He's like, I'm kind of sucky promoting it, but whatever, <laughs> uh, because he's a cowboy and actually has like real time cowboy job and the family and everything in right. Wyoming. So I, there were some people that like you are unfamiliar with Jared. And I just kind of wanted to reintroduce him to the audience, because if you like cowboy music and you like horse music, most of it's all over. He has a song called Ode to Ibuprofen. Like, I mean, <laughs> the horse guy through and through, but there's a song and this is my favorite song that he does. And I wanted to play it today, and it's called Peace, Love, and Horses. Wildflowers in her hair She can go anywhere On that Palomino mare She's got Rocky Mountain ivory That she wears around her neck And the Grateful Dead Plays song In her head Somewhere between She's all about peace, love, horses, and me. 
can drive a tractor Building paper miles and miles She says in a sense Grows right out of the ground She believes in heaven And what goes around Comes around Somewhere between Cowboy and hippie She's all about peace Doing that song that he sang About two books with different covers But the pages are the same As certain as a river in the spring You seal a deal with a handshake That's her philosophy She can rope and ride she likes hanging out with me She believes that love Is the one thing that can't change anything And she loves me And that's the part that gets me She's all about peace Love horses and me so pleased to welcome friend of the show lisa wysocki on to talk to us about the therapy horses hi lisa hi how are you guys oh my gosh thank you so much for coming on i am sorry how long have you had a book about therapy horse selection (laughs) i think it came out i don't know maybe in 2016 or so yeah Oh, yeah, wait, you know why I didn't know? It's because I'm not in it. So, I mean, like, there you go. Yeah, I I'm so sorry. I didn't include you this time. Lisa, what were you thinking? Jamie uh, has to be in all your books. So she's never going to promote them. I know. I know. Uh, but no, it's so, that's so great. When, when Jen put this up, I was like, what? She has this book? I didn't know. Well, tell us a little bit about Therapy Horse Selection, My Horse, My Partner book. Yeah, you know, I wrote it because um, we get a lot of calls at Colby's Army, and just because I'm in the uh, therapeutic riding industry, people talk to me all the time about wanting to donate a horse, or even if they're with a therapeutic riding center, is how to how to get the best horses for their program. And I was a, a trainer at a very large center here in Tennessee uh, for a number of years, and then I also consult with uh, other programs and set up training protocols and and uh, volunteer trainings for you know, interacting with the horses for a number of centers around the country. And um, so I I wrote the book because of that, because people just had questions. And I thought this is a really great way to answer all the questions. And it's really based on, on, um, you know, the, the build of the horse, but also the personality of the horse and what the center actually needs. 
So when I was younger and poor, I had a thoroughbred that was super quiet. I mean, I'd had him for 15 years at that point. He'd been there, done that. And because I was having trouble affording everything that I needed to afford, I found a therapy center. And they came out and they were like testing him for their program. And right. I mean, they shot Nerf guns off of him. They did you know, <laughs> like, They did all sorts of stuff to this horse. And he passed every test. And then they said they didn't want him. And I said, why not? They yeah. said, he's, he's too big. He was 16 yes. hands. So talk to so me about well, all of that. Yeah. So, so at any given time, um, a, a therapeutic riding center might need – uh, a specific kind of horse. So let's say their rider population with um, adults with cerebral palsy has increased because maybe they have connected with the local cerebral palsy association and all of a sudden they have riders who um, can't stretch their legs over a draft type horse. They have to have a narrow horse. So then they're going to be looking for uh, Arabians, Arabian crosses, saddlebreds, uh, maybe some walking horses, those those narrow type horses. And you might have the perfect quarter horse that passes everything else, but that horse is too wide for that center's current rider population. And other centers might be uh, uh, looking for a big horse. So when we were at Saddle Up, when I was at Saddle Up, we all of a sudden realized we had about 20 boys who were 13 or 14 and realized that they were all going to go through a humongous growth spurt in the next year. And these, you know, boys who were five, seven, five, eight, were then going to be six foot two. And so we started looking for those big horses and we would have loved to have your thoroughbred, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we were looking for those draft crosses and the bigger thoroughbreds, the bigger, heavier quarter horses, because that we were going to have to ride some bigger people. So a lot of it depends on what that center needs at any given time. Gotcha. So that's tough because it's kind of constantly changing, really. You have to have a little bit of everything. So what actually makes a good therapy horse? So that's, that's a really good question. And, And, you know, it's so subjective sometimes because some horses will do well at one center and some at another. But first of all, uh, and this is something I think people don't, don't think about the horse has to be able to tolerate being worked with um, by a number of different people. So your horse might behave perfectly for you, but when you have 12 different people handling that horse in the same day, even though they handle the horse with the same protocols uh, and, and they interact the same way, that horse might just become very insecure about all of that and, and start to, to act out. Um, so the horse has to not be claustrophobic because um, with a lot of centers, you'll have a leader, you have a rider, you have a sidewalker on either side, and then you have an instructor. So all of a sudden you have five people up close and personal, and, and that horse has to know who to listen to and how to behave and, and not get really, you know, concerned about all the, the confines with the people around him. Um, the horse has to be sound. And this is a big one. I mean, we get calls all the time. Well, I've got a, I've got a 24 year old mare and, and she's blind and she's really gimpy on two of her legs, but she'd be great for you guys. <laughs> oh God. Uh, no, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> so some study came out, uh, Jamie and Wendy, um, uh, a couple of years ago and found that a therapy horse has to be 30% stronger to carry an unbalanced rider. 
So, so if you're, you know, if you weigh 150 pounds and you go down the trail and your horse is doing great, well, that horse has to then be able to carry 30 pounds more, 20% more than that comfortably because the, the riders are unbalanced. Um, so the horse has to be strong. The horse has to be fit. And the gait is really important too. So, uh, everybody, so I want everybody to do a little homework. So next time you get on your horse, when your horse is walking, feel, feel the movement and see if your horse, uh, has an even gait at the walk, like one, two, three, four, even symmetrical, smooth. Uh, a lot of horses, even though they're sound, will go one, two, three, four. And, um, so they, they don't have an, a really even symmetrical walk. That's super important in a therapeutic setting. Wow. Interesting. I didn't, wouldn't have thought about that now. I, okay. Let me, let me take a, take, let me make this personal for a second. I've got a 17 hand thoroughbred here. Who's, who's rehabbing and his, his name is Dave. And I, his I demeanor on, on Facebook. He's so cute. Dave is super cute. And I really do. I mean, aside from him being 17 hands, he might make, a, you know, if, if that's something somebody would want, he might make a darn good therapy horse because he's very, very, very quiet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how, what are some things that I can do as a trainer to prepare him for potentially having that career? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. First of all, on the height issue, some centers don't like the super tall horses because um, if they're riding uh, somebody who's not an independent rider, somebody who needs a sidewalker, they can't safely get that rider off the horse. Mm -hmm. So if that, so that that's the thing. But a lot of centers have have riders who are cantering. We have we have two riders who are cantering um, at at Colby's Army. So. Um, you know, then the taller horses, it doesn't really come into play as much. So what you can do as a trainer, um, number one is, is lead that horse and get, get a friend or a helper or, uh, a neighbor, uh, to walk alongside the horse and put their hand like on the horse's barrel or up on the horse's back, just lead that horse and get the horse used to somebody walking close next to them. That's okay. something that you normally don't think about doing. Um, and then if the horse is comfortable with that and, and, you know, Jamie, it's all on the horse's time frame. It's never on your time frame. So, right. you know, that horse might be comfortable the first 30 seconds and it might take you 30 days or never, uh, for that horse to be comfortable <laughs> doing that, you know, <laughs> you just don't know. So, so then you'll add a second person. So you have sidewalkers on both sides. Um, and that horse should be able to, to lead and turn and stop. And it's all about the groundwork. I mean, that horse should lead respectfully, walk, trot, stop, turn back up, you know, the whole thing, um, with, with a leader other than you, um, with somebody that he doesn't, or she doesn't know very well. So that horse has to be able to accept leadership from somebody that he doesn't interact with on a regular basis. Some horses don't do that very well. Um, and then, you know, the usual desensitizing things, you know, that's important, obviously. Um, and then um, the horse really needs to be good picking feet up. I mean, all of that basic stuff that you would do on a normal, on a normal thing. Um, and then the horse has to be able to stop and stand for a long period of time because during a therapeutic riding lesson, you might, be, you know, explaining something to the rider or adjusting a stirrup. And, and that horse might have to stand for, you know, five, six minutes um, without moving. And okay. some horses are great at that and other horses are not. 
I am writing all this down. So far, <laughs> he has proven to really appreciate standing still. So <laughs> I think I think we're on the right track. Well, that's yeah. cool. Um, so yeah. so anything else we should know about therapy horses? And I mean, because there's a whole different, you know, there's so many different types of therapy situations and yeah. with riders that, you know, have to get hoisted up into the saddle to riders that like you were saying, can canter around. So what yeah. is kind of, what is the general consensus on that? Well, so, so the, something we haven't talked about too is, is the horse has to get along in the herd. So whatever their living situation for the horses is most centers have, you know, a lot of turnout and, it's dangerous for a volunteer who may or may not know a lot about horses to go into a field to get, to get a horse who might not, you know, who might be causing a lot of drama. Mm -hmm. So you want the, you want the horse to get along uh, in the field. Um, and you know, something else is, is that the horse should be symmetrical and it's some study just came out. Uh, and I think I learned about it on horses in the morning, maybe about, uh, probably, um, yeah, I probably did. So, <laughs> so that, that the horses are different on the left side than the right. Um, and most horses are left-handed. And so we see this all the time where, where like a barrel racer is going to develop musculature differently left and right. A polo horse is going to develop musculature differently left and right just because of the sport that they do. And that can cause problems for people who have severe physical difficulties. So, um, so if the horse is not even left and right, that's going to limit what the center can do with the horse. Um, um, it might cause a rider to go into cramp, into a cramp if, if they're significantly asymmetrical. Um, and you know, the other thing too, is that the horse has to like the job and you never know that until you get the horse and we go through, and I think every center goes through mock lessons and you, you set it up and you pretend you're in a lesson or you follow another horse in a lesson, but until you actually get, get there, you don't know what that horse is going to like, what they do. And, um, every therapy horse who's been there six months or more really does like the job. I mean, you can have a horse who, you know, is built for racing or jumping or whatever and just hates it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so they have to like what they do. That's a challenge because I mean, that's a gamble that you have to it take, is. which is just the same gamble when you buy a horse for yourself, you know, like I adopted a, a thoroughbred and I'm like, he's going to be my event horse. And he's like, I don't like poles on the ground. They're scary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was like, okay, well, clearly you're not an eventer. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> they have to like it, but you just never know, especially when you're taking them into training. Uh, so yeah. what do you think in general overall? is the one one main central quality of all of the therapy horses they have to be sensible they just have to be sensible and um you know if if we throw a frisbee that horse has to say oh there's a frisbee it's interesting rather than ah you know <laughs> <laughs> throwing a frisbee. See, you didn't put that on my list of ways oh, to, you know, like throwing frisbee. Oh, oh, playing basketball off the horse's back. That's a big one. Oh, oh there you go. Basketball goal. I don't have any that'll do that. God, I, yeah. Yeah, I I'll lose that ball in five seconds. I bet you do. You, you just don't know that you do. You, ju you just don't know that you do. <laughs> and the other thing too is, is that most centers, you know, most horses are donated. And I think people don't realize and I'm not a tax person, I might get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure the center has to keep the horse for two years before you can take the tax deduction. 
And the center cannot put the value on the horse. That's between you and your, your IRS friend. So, um, um, but that goes back to most centers will also um, only take a horse in on a 90 day trial basis. So if that horse doesn't work out in 90 days, or sometimes they'll ask for an extension, that horse might come back to you. So donors have to be aware of that. Well, that is actually really good for, for places like you. Tell everybody a little bit about Colby's Army. Yeah, so Colby's Army, uh, we were founded in 2009. Colby was my son, and he uh, was the kind of kid who just wanted to save the world, and he had some mental illnesses, and um, we lost his health insurance, and he died of a drug overdose um, in 2009. He was 23, and so we started just, you know, helping people with life challenges, and so because I was a therapeutic riding instructor, um, we were helping people in homelessness, but now we added a, a therapeutic riding component of that. And um, it's just amazing, you know, to watch somebody who, um, because in addition to the physical stuff, there's every, everybody who's listening understands the, the mental component of, of the healing process of the horse. You know, just being out, hugging your horse saves the day for you. You know, you can have the crappiest day in the whole world and you go out and spend time with your horse and all of a sudden life is wonderful. God, isn't so, that the truth? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, but it's just amazing to, to watch people, whether or not they've been in homelessness or they have um, cerebral palsy or they're dealing with autism or, or any other life challenge, just to grow as people through a therapeutic setting. It, it's just so rewarding. And, um, I know a lot of the, the people who are listening have volunteered at a, a therapeutic writing program and they, they get it. You know, you, you sometimes have baby step breakthroughs. Um, but it's, it's just phenomenal. And at Colby's army, you know, we're a smaller program. We only have four horses. Um, but, um, you know, it, we're, we're changing lives every day, you know, just on a smaller level. Some, some programs have 25 or 30 horses and, and they're, you know, they're just doing, uh, doing it on a bigger scale. And talk a little bit about what you guys do for the homeless population in Nashville. Yeah, so we um, we take care of about 85 people who are living in homelessness. And every week we go out with, I don't know, toothbrushes, socks, clothes, food, tarps, tents, sleeping bags, anything that they might need. Um, but, but the whole purpose of that is to gain their trust, to learn who they are as individual people, and then refer them to organizations who can help them get housed. And in the last year, we've been instrumental in getting more than 20 people into housing. And then once they get housed, um, we deliver a whole apartment load of furniture. So we'll, we'll do everything from measuring cups and teaspoons to beds and, um, for, you know, dressers and couches and tell you, I've gotten really good at packing a horse trailer full of furniture and knowing how to move out. <laughs> I bet you have. Now, uh, kind of one of the important things is how is Colby's Army funded? Yeah, we're funded solely by grants and donations. And, you know, all the, the auditors and the listeners here have been so generous. We, you know, we did the, the Templeton Thompson, Thompson concert last summer. Um, we've gotten $2,800 in for that, which is huge for us. I mean, it's just amazing. So if anybody's thinking about year-end giving, um, they can go to colbysarmy.org and um, there's just donate buttons all over the place and they can donate or they can, you know, find our address on the website and, you know, send us something because every little bit helps. I mean, even $20 buys a bag of feed or almost buys a bag of feed these days. (laughs) So, 
<laughs> prices have gone up. Um, but, you know, $6 buys a bale of hay. So, you know, people say, oh, I don't have enough money to donate. But, you know, 6 bucks, you know, it's, it's a cup of, cup of coffee at Starbucks these days. Where do you get $6 hay? I will say, I will say, uh, I I'm from Minnesota and, and I'm used to like super, super fabulous. hay. we don't have great hay here. It's mostly, you know, grass, hay, local farmer, hay, but the horses do fine on it. You know, they're, they're, they're happy. They're fat. They're, you know, they eat every scrap of it. So, um, now, uh, yeah. before we let you go, I have to ask the one obvious question, uh, clearly in my brain is when you go to bed at night and you lay your head down on your pillow, how does the halo fit in? <laughs> do you have like a halo shelf that you put it in? What do you, does it look, you remove it at night? What, how's that work? Well, the, the first thing is, 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 is you're assuming I actually go to bed at night and several nights <laughs> a week I don't. <laughs> so, oh, you know. bless your heart. So, so I don't, but no, I have a box. Jamie. <laughs> okay, there you go. Perfect. Well, Lisa Wysocki, as always, it is such a pleasure to talk to you. It was so good to hang out with you this year and spend some time with you down in Texas. And uh, Yeah, we had fun. What, what's the we website again? People can go see all your stuff yeah, and Colby's, your books and everything. Yeah, it's colbysarmy.org. And then my website is lisawysocki.com. And Wysocki has a Y at the end and not an I. Fantastic. Lisa, we love you. Thank you for coming on. Love you guys too. Thank you. Bye, Wendy. Bye. Well, Wendy, I got this awesome message from one of our listeners. Her name is Jessica and it's so funny. So she had asked some questions about pin firing and we had talked about pin firing and mm -hmm. she was looking at a horse, but the horse ended up getting sold and she ended up buying another one instead. And this, <laughs> the whole like drama of horse shopping, right, you know, right. and having questions. Um, and she ended up buying an Arab and she messaged me and she, she, this is her message. I still intend to get a thoroughbred after my new horse is trained and seasoned. One of our OTTBs is my husband's, and I don't like him having a faster horse than me. <laughs> <laughs> but also, please stop posting 15-2 to 15-3-hand fillies on your page. My husband has a horse buying problem this year. He was just about to hop in the car and come see Oher one, one of the 15 two hand fillies <laughs> I have because he wants a super dark bay 15 two hand filly just like her. She even chomps the bit just like thoroughbred does sometimes. <laughs> and he's all like, See, I'm gonna get in the car. And she, this is the part that got me. <clears throat> My first world problem is having to be the voice of reason saying, Honey, I think we have enough horses. <laughs> it tasted like vinegar coming out of my mouth, and I was very <laughs> unconvincing. Well, Jessica. I tend to disagree with you. I think you can never have enough horses and you obviously need owe her one because she's a super dark bay 15 two hand filly. And where are you going to find one of those? I can ship to Florida. Okay. It's on the way. Get it done. Fill out the application at horseandhoundrescue.com. <laughs> uh, see, it, it, it does. You can't see. You're an enabler. That. We're all enablers. If you're listening to the horse radio network right now, people, Enable Jessica to buy this horse. She needs to get Adopt. the dang horse. Adopt the horse. Okay. The other thing is on Wednesday, we had the gentle giants horse rescue because my situation is quite the opposite than hers, which most of our situations are opposite than hers. 
we had this horse that we were, I was looking through the gentle giants horse rescue because we had them as a guest. And oh my God, there was this one horse that I was like, that is the stinking cutest. And my husband's thing is uh, my horses can be faster, but his horses have to be taller because he wants to be higher up than me <laughs> when he's sitting on a horse. He's like, you're a better rider. I just want to be bigger. And I feel well, he is a pilot. He likes to be t- high. Yes, exactly. It just fits with his MO. And so I, you know, I have a 15 one hand Mustang, so it's not hard, but I found this like Shire that was on gentle giants horse rescue. And I sent it to him and I was like, Oh my God, we have to get him. This is the perfect one. And he wrote me back. That's hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's not. It's serious. And he called me. He's like, yeah, that was hilarious. He sent me that. I'm like, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't funny. Like what's so funny? (laughs) Well, while the dogs are barking, (laughs) we appreciate it. Uh, our thank you to Equiderma for sponsoring us. We've been hearing really good things from listeners. And so, wait, what dog is that? It's my dog. I'm throwing things at her now. I know, but what? What's her name? Tiki. Okay, Tiki has been hearing some really good things from listeners <laughs> about the new Equiderma dry shampoo called Daily Defense. It's now available at Equiderma.com. What, Tiki? That's right. The all-natural ingredients attack and kill all bacterial and fungal infections that cause most equine skin ailments. Give it a try like so many of our listeners and Tiki have. Equiderma <laughs> offers a 100% happiness guarantee. Where do you see that? That's so cute. A happiness guarantee. If Aww. anything fails to meet your expectations, expectations in any way, just let them know and they will refund your money right away. Visit Equiderma.com for the details on Equiderma dry shampoo, Tiki approved called daily defense. I need that. I actually do need that because Tiki loves to to get dirty. So what kind of dog is Tiki? Tiki's an old Jack Russell. Oh, how old? I think she's 15 now. Wow. Well, I have a Jack Russell too, and his name is Tank. And he's actually a, a shorty Jack. So he's like a miniature Jack Russell. I love those. And is he really fat? No, he's not because what? he is the hardest working blind dog that there is. He can he can see r- things that are like right in front of his face. And so he got himself in some trouble this week. Does Tiki like to find and catch mice and small Oh my God. Are you kidding me? She will murder any varmint that she can get. (laughs) Yeah. So I heard a little, I was at the chicken coop and we have our chicken coop attached to a big metal shed and the metal shed is huge. And the chicken coop just kind of, I call it the aviary kind of comes off the side of it. And I was in there feeding the chickens and I heard a, (laughs) what is that tank? My mini Jack Russell has dug himself under the shed (laughs) and then tried to get out and turned around in the hole, (laughs) but only could turn around halfway and he was stuck and he was stuck in this hole and the, the bottom of the shed, it's concrete floor. So he's like dug under the concrete to dirt. I mean, he's, he's pretty down there. Not going to lie. And has turned himself around. I don't, I thank God he made a grunt. He could, and he was like whining, like he could, he was so stuck. And of course I'm like, Chad, get the shovel. <laughs> we had to dig under him to get him out of that hole. Has Tiki <laughs> had any sort of drama like that? No, Tiki is a long legged Jack Russell, but, um, and she also has to be on a leash because she runs off. 
But she tries to go all the way underneath my driveway culvert. So it's good. She does have a leash on because (laughs) I can pull her out by the leash. Oh, that's good. Yes. But I used to do terrier trials. You know, the terrier trials where we used to dig a little path and then you put these hamsters in a little cage at the end and and they get timed on going in there and finding the hamsters. What? Yeah, that's hamsters. Yeah, but they don't get eaten. They're in a cage. They just get barked at. (laughs) <laughs> okay it's okay. like barn hunt it's like barn hunt um but sometimes when you're uh take your jack russell out to like go hunt in the wild you do bring a shovel because sometimes they get stuck in there oh my god yeah when we were fox hunting in ireland it sounds like so first world be like oh we're fox hunting. so what they do <laughs> in ireland is we were hunting in this fox hunting in this uh, forest and all the fox are like really sick and they have mange and all these things. So they're actually trying to eradicate the foxes because they're, they're all sick. And yeah. so we're hunting in this place, like trying to do good by the farmers are like cheering us on, you know, as we're galloping by. And what I didn't know, because Chad doesn't ride, he had to sit on a four wheeler and drive around and they have two Jack Russells in little crates. And right. once the fox goes to ground, they let the Jack Russells out and the Jack Russells go get them. Yeah, and the holes, and they had to dig one of them out afterwards. So uh, interesting. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, because the Jack Russell will drag the fox out, and then the hounds can get get them. Yeah, I didn't. I for but that's why Jack Russells are so tough. Yeah, because they if they were like wimpy dogs, first of all, they wouldn't be able to pull the fox out. They need to be brave, and then second of all, there's all these fox hounds that are like, you know, four times their size around them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I'm glad I didn't, the Fox actually got away, which for my emotions was probably good. Yeah. I know. Um, I never liked to catch the Fox. Uh-uh. <laughs> like run free buddy. Hey, they'll get you next time when I'm not here. Um, but yeah, Jack Russell's are intense. I do want to start a post. I want to see our listeners dogs. So I'm going to go on horses in the morning, the Facebook page and ask for photos of your dog. So send me a picture of your dog. I want to see it. I'll post that up. But before we get to really bad ads, I know you've all been waiting. Let's hear from Wintech. Wintech has been combining world-leading innovations and high-tech materials into lightweight, weatherproof, easy-care saddles for over 20 years. So it's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but new standards in fit, comfort, and performance. Benefits for both you and your horse. For example, wide fit is no worry now with the Wintech 2000 all-purpose and Wintech Pro models now available in wide fit. And what about our much-loved off-the-track thoroughbreds and their famously tough-to-fit high withers? Wintech has them covered too with the Wintech 2000 high wither model. I might mention right here that I've ridden in the Wintech 2000 all-purpose saddle for years. The seat is just deep enough for a comfortable, secure fit, and the grippy seat means full seat breeches are an option, not a necessity. Plus, it's well-balanced, so legs and seats stay where they should. Check out the entire Wintech line of saddles at wintech-saddles.com or visit your local retailer and sit in one today. Pay it! I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. 
horse trade. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. We've got prizes for you guys. When you send in really bad ads, if you see an ad and it's online and it's Craigslist or Facebook or whatever, and you see it and it's really bad, you should definitely email it to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. She compiles them all and puts them in this nice, neat order. And if you send one in, you are eligible to win a prize. If you record it yourself on your voice notes app or on your wherever you send in your voice messages, you can get double the entries. And up this week, how cool is this, Wendy? The Kensington Uviator Catch Mask with ears and removable nose and for luck opening an $80 value. Did you check out this mask? I love this mask. Where has this mask been all my life? I love that it has the ears, number one. Cause I live in Florida with lots of gnats and then I love the removable nose. Cause I have some that like the nose cover, some that hate the nose cover and the catch thing. I'm like, I wish I invented that. That's you so just good. Clip your rope to it. The UVator protective mask is constructed with Kensington's newest superior UV solar screen that has 90% UV rating, making it one of the most protective the mask on the market. I wonder if they make women's clothing. It features a double line leader up fastener, which turns it into a catch mask with the clip of a leaf. Interior is lined with soft fleece at sensitive spots to prevent rubbing. Oh. And the design allows both ears and forelock to come through uh, the top of the mask. And uh, all these prizes were donated and given to us by horse lovers with the Z horselovers.com. Why don't you tell everybody about the next prize? Oh, the next prize is the C4 belt gift pack. It's a retail value of $104 and it includes a solid belt, a print belt, two pairs of socks and an extra buckle. You can also find that at horselovers.com. So, um, I got to tell the truth here. My husband, my birthday was a couple weeks ago and he bought stuff off of Amazon and the Amazon account is mine. So, you know, if he's then you buying, know what he's buying, is that he give you an email, but I know that I'm like, delete, I, I delete, I, I don't look at him, but it was like, your C4 gift is on the way. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm finally going to get a C4 belt. <laughs> you know, C4 makes socks too. Uh, now I, I do. Know. Because I have two pairs of them. I didn't get a C4 belt. I got C4 socks. Oh, well, their socks are great. Their socks are great, but I want a dang belt. Um, the, the last prize is the Da Vinci Bridal and Rain Set, worth up to 78 bucks. Da Vinci Tack combines classical design, quality, and style. Da Vinci Bridal Stirrups, Martingales, and Stirrup Leathers are made of high-quality... Le- <coughs> Sorry, uh, <coughs> I'm choking. Yeah, allergies are killing me. <laughs> Should I just start that Da Vinci commercial over, Jen? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> I need water up here. <clears throat> okay. Da Vinci Tack combines classical design quality and style. Da Vinci bridle stirrups, martingales, and stirrup leathers are made of high-quality leather and stainless steel, perfect for every equestrian. You pick which bridle and rein set fits your needs, and they also offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And thanks to horselovers.com for providing all of these prizes. All right, Wendy, it's time. I'm ready. My favorite part of the show. (laughs) Well, you know, typically, usually they're color-coded, so why don't you just go for the first one, 
Um, or do you want me to do the first one? You do the second one up to you. Oh, I can do the first one. Go for it. This is a good one. And I read the name of the person, right? Yeah, just the first name of who okay. submitted it. Okay. This first one is from Kelly. Kevin and his timeout tank. I recently upgraded my tank and have this nice little 10 gallon for sale. Tank comes with gravel, decor, hood, light, and Kevin. Kevin's a jerk. I'll tell you that up front. He's been in the timeout tank for a few days now, and he has a deep-seated prejudice against the goldfish. He doesn't seem to have a problem with the other mollies, platties, guppies, or even the crazy loach. But he's got it out for the goldfish. And let's be fair. He's been there since the tank began. Kevin's got to go. Asking $15 for Kevin and his timeout tank. Important edit. Tank now includes Kevin's shady brother, Neil. Neil is a murderous scum. No one likes Neil. (laughs) (laughs) I took me a minute to like figure out what Kevin was. And then I'm like, oh, oh God. And then the fact that Kevin's shady brother, Neil is included. That's fantastic. Really? It was a horse tank at first. Horse tank. What's a horse tank? I was like 10 gallons. And like, you know, I thought it was somebody because it was on horse radio network. It was somebody selling their like horse tank, but I'm assuming that this ad came with a photo of Kevin and his timeout tank. (laughs) Um, Kaylin sent the next one in and it's English tack exchange on Facebook. And it says nice saddle gel worth the money. And it's, it's a photo of a, Inch saddle sitting on a folding chair. You know what my problem is with this set, this picture. It's like from the angle that gives you the least amount of information about it. <laughs> it's true, right? It's like kind of behind it, kind of over it, kind of angled sideways. Like it yeah. makes the flaps look like they're nine feet. You can't tell if it's a deep seat or if it's flat seat or what size gullet it has or what. I mean, it's awful. It's all. It's the if you, you have to try hard to take a picture that gives you the least amount of interest. <laughs> You'd have to work pretty hard at this one. <laughs> um, I'll do the next one as well. Anna sent this one in. Nitro is, oh, Anna's from the UK. Uh, Nitro is a 12 to 14 year old Appaloosa mare. Coggins say five, but are wrong. <laughs> Currently, this is why you never trust a Coggins to age your horse dog. <laughs> Currently looking at trades only, but shoot me. A cash offer you're interested. She just got done halter breaking. She came from two trainers that couldn't do anything with her. She's <laughs> close to 16 hands. I've been on her three times, thought it was twice, but I forgot I got back on her. <laughs> what? Why is that important information? Why would you even write that? This is just coming straight out of her brain onto Craigslist. <laughs> exactly. It's like just talking like general <laughs> consciousness talking into text. I've been on her three times. Thought it was twice, but I forgot. I got back on her. <laughs> the, it's hard because there's no punctuation and uh, lots of things are misspelled. But the H, the first time she did okay. The second time she slipped on mud and bucked me off. <laughs> oh yeah. Slipped. Uh-huh. And the third time we kept her on the lead so she could use some work on her brakes. <laughs> I've been picking up her front two feet, but not messed much with her back feet. Ooh, she wouldn't make 
Yeah, wait, as a veterinarian, okay, <clears throat> this next sentence should really go with the last sentence. You can't mess with her back feet, but she would make a great broodmare. Oh, yeah, of course. You can't touch her behind, so stick your arm up in there and, yeah. and ultrasound her and see where <laughs> she is. Um, what I'm looking for, if not broke must, be under seven years old. If broke must be under 10 years old. No studs. Unless registered. Because <laughs> that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Prefer Palomino, Roan, or Buckskin. Prefer something stout, but if they need fed a bit, I don't mind. Oh, you don't mind feeding them? Gosh, that's awful generous of you. Thank you. Well, the one thing positive I can say about her grammar is she doesn't realize that Coggins is the name of the, you know, Dr. Coggins. Mm-hmm. So she thought it was plural. So she said Coggins are wrong. Yeah. No, so she did like have that part of her <laughs> grammar and punctuation. Correct. But everything <laughs> else is completely wrong. <laughs> and also, would you ever even consider a seven-year-old unbroke horse? Um, I have star. I, I, you know, this, I guess it was probably early spring. I started a 12 year old. I mean, not for a me. Mare or gelding. Mare or gelding. A Twelve-year-old mare. Oh, you know what? I've start. I've started pony mares that are older, and they've been brood mares their whole lives. And I always feel like they are just the laziest. They're like, <laughs> I don't like to be sweaty. No. I should just be brushed. Did you this, experience that? No, this filly was completely opposite of that. Um, turns out, like, she brought her on the lead rope, and then she. T- you know, put her in the paddock and then took everything off. And then I couldn't catch her for like two days. (laughs) So (laughs) she was more feral than was explained to me, but it worked out fine. Actually, she was great. This is the same owner who at the end of third, I actually had to keep her five weeks to get her to where she was easier to ride. And we trail rode. We did lots of stuff on her. And this is the, the, the owner who at the end of five weeks of training, basically a feral, 12 year old unstarted mare. I'm like this magical moment of getting the owner gets up on her and we go in the round pen and then the arena and then out in a grass field. And she comes up at the end and I'm like, okay, what do you think? She's like, well, I guess I couldn't expect her to be like finished. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. That happened. A 12 year old mare that is uncatchable. The first two days. I mean, when you were saying you had her for five weeks, I was like, are, are you kidding? I mean, I can't believe you were even riding it outside the round pen after five weeks. I know. It was amazing. And I was like, what do you think? Like, I was expecting like her to burst into tears and be like, oh, my God, my dream horse is finally rideable. And I'll do- I can't believe I just ride it. She was like, Mal, it was all right. I was like, <laughs> what did you expect? Well, I'm like, what do you consider a finished horse and she brings you another one charger double i will i will but i i was like what do you consider a finished horse she's like i don't know like those reigning horses oh my god i was like done here (laughs) but i helped the horse and she actually has messaged me since then and is super happy and riding her around all of what kind of horse is it mustang it was um a 13-3 hand buckskin something (laughs) 13-3 Yup. Oh, so tiny and cute. Yeah, it was tiny and the devil. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it worked out fine. She started out the devil. She ended That's as an good. angel. Um, yeah. Sorry. Side tangent there. Why don't you read the one from Debbie? Okay. This is from Debbie. In search of boarding barn for Colt. Within 30 minutes or less of Port Ritchie. this Florida person. Okay. All right. Willing to go further depending on direction. I am possibly getting my dream 15-month-old Colt. And I'm not looking at getting it gelded right away as I want to see slash test personality first. So I need a barn that's fine with that as my current barn is not. I uh, Where I keep my current senior marrying gelding. I can't afford a $1,000 a month board. I would like if there's a fenced area arena where I can work him, but not a deal breaker would like if it allows dogs because I want both my dog and the Colt to get used to each other. Super well-mannered dog in terms of he's not going to chase anyone, but he doesn't like people walking up to pet him. What? (laughs) I.e. he'll bite your hand off. Yeah. I am willing to partially work it off. I do currently work. So days would have to work around my work. I want to be able to visit whenever I'd like. Of course, I'm not going to come in the, to the barn in the middle of the night. Please message me if you have any availability. I am currently looking for a property, but I'm just looking for a place to keep him in between. Okay. Run! So, Run! So exactly. First of all, not one person in the right mind called this lady. I mean, this is a disaster waiting to happen. I did laugh at first because it was like, within 30 minutes or less, support Richie, willing to go further depending on direction. Wouldn't Port Richie be kind of close to water? Yeah, but the thing is, in Port Richie, it's like a little island in this. It's like, it's not an island per se, but like the area. If you go north, you're in all this Tampa traffic. So that's what she's saying there. That's a, it's a local thing. I thought she was saying she didn't want to go out into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only place she's going to find a place like this. Yeah. I was one of those people that I want to call and be like, did anybody call you? Because I doubt it. Like, that's terrible. She's looking for stallion board. Okay. And she doesn't want to pay $1,000 a month. Well, forget it. You're never going to find stallion board. You know what? You know what we say to this, Wendy? Say with me in your head, everybody. Geld that. Oh, Yeah. It just has to happen. Okay. Whenever anybody says something even close to this, I always think to myself, and I'm sure everybody thought this when they were reading this, there's not enough money in the world you could pay (laughs) me to come onto my property. Really? You can pay me $5,000 a month. It's not worth it to deal with your ass every day. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough. I'm I'm finally out of the boarding business and I could not be happier. Oh my no, god. So you fantastic. You can't board. Uh, what on earth is this next one that Allison sent in? Oh, it's I want called this. I want this. Oh my god. It's called Ocean Boat. $1,000. <laughs> Old Ocean Boat, no trailer. Come get it. OBO offer a price. Need gone ASAP. No holes. Very mosque. Ben sitting outside 10 years or more. <laughs> what on earth? This, this is like somebody's boat that has been sitting parked alongside the Titanic. I love and, it. <laughs> I love it. It looks like the boat from Jaws, doesn't it? Minus a few things. <laughs> okay. Describe the inside of this boat, like the picture from above. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. 
this what I'm saying. It kind of looks like the boat from Jaws because it's like open deck fishing boat. But then it has a tiny little cabin up front. But it's all covered with moss and not just like some Spanish moss, like years and years of like moss growing that grows on tree trunks. There is like an entire, carpet. there's an entire ecosystem in the, <laughs> the, on the deck of this boat. It's a thick carpet of moss on this. It is it, the jungle has started. I love that. They're like, but there's no holes. <laughs> yeah. How do you know? Be, you can't be see. great for goats. Like I could see you like making this a goat house in your yard or something. You know what a I t- thought of when I saw this one? What? Gilligan's Island. This is the essence, oh, yeah. you know, in season yeah. eight after it's on yes. the beach of that island. <laughs> you know what? I love what you said, Wendy, too. You're right, Jen, it does. Ocean Boat, they could have renamed it and said Goat Boat. I mean, yes. come on! Oh, they yeah, would have so much boat. fun in there! They yeah. should have borrowed their next-door neighbor's goat and put it in there. Well, here, they can get this thing. Um, oh, this is Oklahoma. A little too far from wherever Goat Boat is. <laughs> but you can get the Pony Horse... Olivia sent this one in. Pony horse, $400. I have a cute little mayor. <laughs> M-A-Y-O-R. Uh, that's, how, that's how bad the accent is here that when you say mayor, people think you're saying mayor. Okay. I have a cute little mayor, Snow White. She is 13 hands tall, gentle, and halter broke lots of mane, A-I-N-E, and tail. Cute, cute. Call. She's got a tail too. Wendy, call. You know, that's always a big red flag for me. Whenever they talk about their pretty mane and tail, like if I can't think of anything else nice to say about your horse, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you have such a beautiful tail. Oh, look at that tail on your <laughs> horse. That's really nice. That's- when you're bringing up, if you have a one sentence ad and half of the sentence involves the mane and tail, you know, this is bad news. Don't get too close to the tail because she'll kick you, but you can admire it from afar. Um, Summer sent the next one in. You got this one. My Lady Firestone, Bay Roan Sabino T.W. She's sweet. Beauty gets looks anywhere you go. Let me stop you because there's no punctuation, so assume nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She's sweet. Beauty gets looks anywhere you go. Middle of group. She goes Go riding, footman, and feed time all good. <laughs> I can't even, like, assume what that means. Has long mane and tail. Uh-oh, ding, ding, ah, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Been taken all over. She's 13 years old and 16 one tall. She is a big built like a tank, but is very smooth. She goes barefoot. She has a one-child flashy producer. I'm pretty sure they call that a foal, not a child. (laughs) My Lady Firestone has children, not foals. My Lady Firestone, she sounds very fancy, and that sounds like a quarter horse name. Um, But you don't know that because they didn't actually tell you what kind of horse she is. I think it's a Tennessee Walker because it says T.W., Oh, well, that's assuming a lot. Not yeah, to be whatever. True. I don't know how you got that middle of group. She does go riding foot man and feed time. All good. I don't know. I what mean, obviously, is. she's a Tennessee walker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell knows? <laughs> All right. Everything is tying together with this very last ad that Charlotte sent in. <laughs> okay. 
get the phone number for the goat boat and send them yeah. this people here because Charlotte sent in an ad it says goats and sheep for sale and it's in Florida. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's all coming together. The Friday has ended correctly. All it says all <laughs> young, healthy animals, sheep are pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, don't have a boat. They need a, they goat need boat. a boat. Now, uh, do you see the, the the photo is one, two, three. You can't really see the goat because they're not really super close to the camera. So they must be relatively feral. But if you look on the other side of the fence, what do you see over there on the other side of the fence? Yeah, big old back. emu. <laughs> big old emu. So goats, sheep, and you can take a look at an emu. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for sending these ads in. You guys are awesome. It's been hilarious. Really good batch today. And Wendy. Oh my God. I love you so much. Thank you for co-hosting. Oh, thank you for having me on. I love coming on with you guys, especially on Fridays. Oh, it's the best. I love you. Mean everybody. Thanks for listening. And don't forget spay, neuter and geld and get a goat boat. <laughs> <laughs>